You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. shot this morning. I am uh, flying solo because Mr. Beaver is um, uh, probably still in bed asleep in Quebec City as he attended the Depeche Mode concert last night. And uh, I got a message from him. I'm not sure what time it was in, but it was somewhere around 1 a.m. ish. He said he's not going to be able to attend this morning. I don't completely understand that. There was also the concern that he wouldn't have a, a solid enough connection to actually be able to do anything on the show today. So I am going to be here for a little bit, not too long. Um, I have a, uh, it's a work day for me, so. <laughs> oh, that coffee's good. So... What happened this weekend in the world? Well, um, I did. I did notice this little flag the other day. Um, Mark safe from giving a darn what Bud Light puts on their cans because I don't drink that nasty stuff anyway. There's truth to that. Of course, there is the fourteen signs of fascism, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. That's another another topic that we'll be diving into. Of course, Doug Ford is selling his the entire province off to the highest bidder. If those of you who are unaware outside of the province of Ontario, he has basically taken uh, provincial lands at um, the docks area of downtown Toronto, formerly known as Ontario Place, and he sold it to the highest bidder where they will develop a for-profit industry. I'm not going to get too heavy into that. I do want to thank our sponsors, though. 
CanadianTarot.com, the Corvid, Miss V Mystery, some Corvid Mood Publishing, and of course, the Peppermaster, our title sponsors, who have been there since day one and continue to be there. So here we are, and here I am, and as you can tell, I'm not fully awake, which is of no surprise. It's usually how I start my day, even though I do get up at 5 a.m., so that'll be somewhat coherent by the time 7 rolls around to start the show. I am just not what you would call a morning person. I don't think I'm unpleasant. I'm just not totally conscious, if that makes sense. Conscious, if that makes sense. I do have a conscience. Tired, tired, tired. It was a busy weekend, and uh, as you you well know, we were... uh, we had a show Friday, and then I spent some time doing some edits, and then went for a pint at around two in the afternoon after effectively an eight-hour workday, even though it wasn't a workday. And then, of course, Saturday, I did some recording, and I have some video clips that I'm going to try and load in uh, over the next couple of days. I don't know. I, I didn't get everything completely done in time, so I won't be able to show you some of the stuff that was recorded on the weekend this morning, but I do promise you I'll have something for the next uh, couple of days just some clips of some stuff that was done on the weekend with a friend a friend of the pod a friend of mine and uh somebody you know as well so i'll have some additional stuff for you over the course of the next few days as for today i'm gonna try and and be as happy as i possibly can on a monday morning and i don't want to get all bent out of shape and mean but there the world is a dirk dirk dark i'm really struggling this morning the world is a dark place sometimes and this is uh, this is one of those times. If you uh, didn't notice on the weekend, um, another story that was released is about uh, billionaire linked to Sarah Ferguson accused of financing sex trafficking ring. Trammell Crow Jr., who reportedly met with the Duchess, lawsuit win. So. that go away. Uh, same fellow who had something to do with, um, oh, thanks, Helen. Uh, same fellow who had something to do with the Clarence Thomas um, $500,000 gift, which is not normal, spending time at a uh, men's only retreat. And I read something just yesterday about that. And, and let me just pull this up here. It was interesting because from back in, was it 2012 or 2014? It was, um, this is from the CBC article on September 16th, 2016. Um, out of office into the woods, Stephen Harper's trip to secret Bohemian summer camp. XPM joined male elite California retreat for a nice discussion, Colin Powell says in hacked email. Interesting. Why is the former Prime Minister of Canada attending the Bohemian Grove all-male getaway? For those who don't know, it's uh, an annual event in California that the Washington Post described in a 2011 article as two weeks of heavy drinking, super-secret talks, druid worship, and other rituals by some of the richest and most powerful men in the world. The invited guests include business leaders, politicians, artists, all of them men, and it's been that way for nearly a century. Well, interesting that our former prime minister would be attending this super secret cabal in 
Hmm. Wonder what he's plotting to do with that. I will actually put a link to that chat. Link uh, link to <laughs> link to that article in the chat so you can go ahead and click on that if you like. It will take you to a story about how Colin Powell um, and and Peter McKay authenticated the uh, the emails that uh, talk about our former prime minister attending a well as, as you well know a very strange little place out in the woods where Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has been spending a lot of time as of late so it's like hmm. I think, Linda, you may be right about this. It's where they all go to make their deals with the devil. I don't think that's out of uh, out of context at all. And reading here about how Ontario Place is basically being handed over to a private consortium so that they can develop it to make money. It just never ends with these uh, conservatives. The only thing they're conservative with is social programs. They'll be happy to spend our tax dollars on private industry sell us up the river and make us pay make us pay forever that's their goal because they don't give a damn about the people despite what you know they may often say remove the gatekeepers and bring home powerful paychecks so by that you can extrapolate from that right a gatekeeper would be somebody like oh i don't know Canadian Labour Congress, uh, for, for example, unions. Unions would be seen as gatekeepers, wouldn't they? So they want to get rid of the gatekeepers to bring home powerful paychecks. Well, how are you going to bring home a powerful paycheck if you remove all the unions who make sure that you actually have better than a living wage in some cases, and in many cases, if you're a member of certain unions, a living wage, but not much above it. Uh, I'm not going to get into the names of those unions because I'm just one man and some of them are pretty powerful. <laughs> hey, look, there's corruption everywhere you look and you're going to find it out there if you decide you want to see it. I I, I see it. I, I address it when and where I can. Sometimes you can't address it because of the repercussions that would be... Um, the blowback, as they say, that one would experience if, if you were to address it, but... Uh, Nevertheless, I digress while I sip my coffee. Of course, if you were paying attention to the news at all this weekend, you would have discovered that um, Daniel Smith is now backtracking and saying, I didn't say what I said I said when I said what I said it. I was supposed to be having a meeting with a, uh, with a, an MLA, and it turned out to be Arthur Pawlowski. I'm like, yeah, but... You knew who you were talking to, lady, and we heard what you said. So enough with the gaslighting, enough with the doublespeak. We know what you said. We know what you were going to do. <sighs> Quit lying to the public. Uh, could you please stop? I know she won't. I know she won't because she's a power-hungry... Um, I'm trying to use the right term here. I don't want to use the term fool or crazy. She's diabolical. She is all for privatization of healthcare. She will sell off everything while dining at the public trough, privatizing everything. <sighs> 
some days it can be rough. So, you know, let's, let's, that's true, Julian. It is interesting that the self for Ontario place is going through while Toronto has, an, has no mayor. Two of the candidates, I believe, are staunchly against this sale. Um, I don't know about the rest of them, and we're not even going to discuss uh, Chris Skye because, come on, really? Really? It, electing him mayor of Toronto would be electing, akin to re-electing Trump as president. Stop electing stupid people to office. Yeah, Chris Skye's stupid. He's also a conspiracy theorist. He's a lying piece of human garbage. And basically, screw him. And I'd be happy to say that to his face. Put him in front of me, I'll tell him exactly what I think of him. All four foot two of them. Little roided up punk. Yeah, I'm a little crusty this morning. I, like I said, I didn't sleep very well last night, and I had a very, very busy weekend. So I may be a little bit crunchy. <laughs> A little bit crunchy this morning. Uh, but I do have coffee, so there is that. And I have to be thankful for that. I don't have a ton to say this morning, obviously, because I am exhausted. But I, I didn't uh, I didn't want to leave you without a show. And I wasn't able to determine whether or not Mr. Beaver was going to be, be able to attend until he sent me the message. And it was quite late. So uh, I was already well asleep at that point. So that's why I, I had planned this as a go-ahead and, you know, see what happens. Here we are. <sighs> Just watching, watching the news and trying to keep up with what's going on around the world. And, and today it's been rather difficult. Um, this is interesting. Harper v. Canada lawsuit from uh, the year 2000 uh, comes back to bite Ford in 2023. This is from our friend Robert Lee, who we have had on the pod. We interviewed Robert some time ago. Uh, it was a great, great interview, and I, I like Robert a lot. He writes also for Cryer Media. He's part of the Cryer Media Network, which we are on, as you may well know. So um, Stephen Harper's notorious for pa- placing landmines in the path of governing liberals starts a lawsuit that years later blows up a fellow conservative ally's legislative agenda. Uh, Stephen Harper, uh, he planted a bomb in an well. Not an actual bomb, not an actual bomb, in the Alberta courtroom in 2000 that later went to the Supreme Court in 2004 and uh, just blew up one of his uh, friends, King Doug of Ford Nation. It happened this week with a two-to-one decision of Ontario's Court of Appeal uh, knocking out Ford's gag law on third-party advertising during pre-election periods, which decision was based on a case that went all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada that had Stephen Harper's name on it. Uh, He was a lobbyist at the time before it became PM, challenged the regulation of third-party election campaign spending more than 20 years ago. This is a good article. Um, I will, uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but uh, I'll, I'll give you a, a link to it here in the chat, and you can uh, go on, go ahead and read it for those of you who are interested. Talking about how, yeah, once again, um, conservatives doing bad things continue to blow back on them you know, as time marches on. Interesting article in BigThink.com. The 15-minute city is already here. It's called Paris. Uh, well, that's true. Um, it says it's a five-minute city with 94% of Parisians living within five minutes of a bakery. I live in a 15-minute city. My area of downtown Ottawa, known as Centertown, the one that was occupied by a bunch of fascists last year, um, 
Yeah, it's a 15-minute uh, walk for anything I want. I've got uh, no, literally doctors, clinics, grocery stores. I have three grocery stores within a 15-minute walk, um, two liquor stores, uh, about a dozen cannabis stores. And I'm not joking when I say that. <laughs> At least a dozen, if not more, I'd have to check. I think there's 15 within a 1.5-kilometer radius, all told. Um, don't know if you can make the 1.5-kilometer walk in that time frame because that's just the radius. But nevertheless, I do live within a, fi- li- a 15-minute city of everything I need. Um, police station is just down the street. There's a fire station around the corner. There's a, well, the hospital is not close, but there's doctor's offices and clinics. There's bakeries, restaurants, bars, a hardware store, not too far away. Three grocery stores within a 15 minute walk. So yeah, I'm in a 15 minute city. Also within that 15 minute uh, city, I can walk to transit and get on the train if it runs to, to head to either the far west end or east end of the city. I can't go to the south end by train just yet because they're rebuilding that section of it. But uh, at some point in time, I will be able to take the train almost all the way to my folks' place, which means I won't need a car in about another year or so. And I'm seriously considering giving mine up because I drive it so very little. I mean, it would be nice to continue to keep it, but at $700 a month, I could really use that money. It would make for, you know, an easier life. Now, the reason I got the car was because I needed it for my job. I don't need it for my job anymore. And at the time when I purchased, purchased and leased it, my lease was covered by my employer. But since the company was bought out and they rolled things all into one thing, I don't have that money anymore. So you can understand the difficulties that one could be experiencing when everything has gone up by 8%, your income has gone up by 2 There's just less money to go around. So I, I enjoy living in a 15 minute city. And if anybody tells me I can't leave, I will tell them they're out of their ever loving minds. I can go anywhere I want. I'm Canadian. I'm free to roam anywhere I choose. They're, the idea of a 15 minute city means that everything is in within 15 minute walk from your, your dwelling. Restaurants, bars, police services, fire services, ambulatory services, hospitals or clinics, doctor's offices, grocery stores, hardware stores, entertainment, nightlife. It's all within 15 minutes. Do you know how simple my life is by, by not having to drive everywhere? Sure, I'll make the odd Walmart run. And that's a little bit far for me. It's, it's about a 15-minute drive. It's not within a walk, although... The train does pass very nearby, but there's no direct link, unfortunately, uh, which is kind of tragic because where the Ottawa's main train station is, just on the south side of that is where the nearest Walmart is. Well, I shouldn't say the nearest. There is one actually closer, but the train runs near there, but you can't get to it because the train yards separate the shopping complex from the LRT. Now, uh, the LRT does run south, but it doesn't connect to the next main shopping district, main shopping, I should say, let me rephrase that. The next nearest Walmart would be at Billingsbridge Plaza, which is on Bank and Riverside. And that too, there is a bus that takes me there. The number five would take me there in about a 10 minute ride. So I suppose there is that method too. The train is just easier than a bus though, as as anyone knows, because you don't have to deal with traffic in the train. Anyway, I am babbling on and waxing poetically. And yes, Alan, you are correct. That is called community. And 
it's just a simpler lifestyle. You don't have to sit there and wait in traffic to pick up the groceries or the dry cleaning, or which also is just, there's two of them up the street from me. You name it, it's all here within a walking distance, which is what I love about living downtown. And I've, I've said for years, South Keys Walmart is on the train, yes, but there's the, the thing is the train isn't running yet, Jim. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, South Keys Walmart is on the train. And once that line opens up again, I could take um, the east-west line to the south line, and, and you would be uh, correct in that. It would be, uh, it'd be a little more than 15 minutes, but nevertheless, it'd be very easy for me. Walk-wise, it's about a 10-minute walk to the train, and that's it. So, yeah, thanks for pointing that out, Jim. Uh, it will be some time, I think another year before that line is ready, if memory serves. I'd have to double-check because they had to rip up the tracks to retrack it, uh, put double tracks down, rebuild all the stations, and the stations won't be ready for quite some time yet. But it is coming along quite nicely, and, um, yeah. Well, you're right about that too, Linda. Uh, there used to be small businesses everywhere, and the Walmartification of North America has um, literally killed a lot of those small businesses that used to be on the main street of many uh, towns and villages throughout the country. You'd go into the main street of a small town, and there'd be lots of, as we've often termed them, mom and pop shops uh, that would provide you with all the goods and services you required. And then a Walmart would come in and They'd slowly shut down because you could get everything you wanted under one roof. Yeah, and 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 considering that you know uh, we we do have rather cold and chilly winters. Normally, this winter wasn't that. We did have a lot of snow, but we had several melt seasons. So, but you know, if you can do everything under one roof in uh, an air-conditioned climate, that's what people tend to do because we like creature comforts and we're simple human beings. Although I have noticed the main street. Um, and I use that term colloquially because um, there is a main street in Ottawa, but it's no by no one stretch of the imagination main street. Uh, Bank Street is is one of the main streets along with Rideau. Um, we have a few of them in the city, but Bank could be considered as one of them. And there is a large shopping district, the Bank Street Promenade, 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 along Bank throughout the Glebe where there's um, hardware stores, restaurants, shops, uh, clothing stores, hat stores, the haberdashery. Michelmax hats, where they have a great selection there. Also, um, Purple Urchin Soap has a store on in Bank Street as well, near the um, Lansdowne Park, where the Ottawa Red Blacks and Ottawa 67s play. Cheaper, yes. Yeah. And the thing you say here, Jim, in the chat is cheaper. It's all about cheaper. People will travel halfway across the city to save a dime. It's sad that they have to. Um. Yeah, and, and you know, well, Elaine, I'd like to say I, I don't shop at that location, at that particular um, uh, real estate, uh, real estate, <laughs> retail establishment. But unfortunately, uh, I have no choice in many cases simply due to prices. If, if I can't get what I need locally at an affordable price, and sometimes that is the case because I have an independent Loblaws and a farm boy, and do I need to tell you about Loblaws? We already know about them. And Independent is heavily affiliated with Loblaws. It's called Independent, but it carries all of the Loblaws brands, the PC, so on and so forth. So although I do have three stores that sell groceries in my neighborhood that are within walking distance, and I do 99% of my groceries there, occasionally I will venture out to Walmart to pick up a couple of items that I can't get locally, number one and number two, 
uh, the saving can be worthwhile. But if I can uh, pick up some particular uh, personal grooming items there for 30 to 40% less than I can get locally at the local pharmacy, well, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm not made out of money. A uh, person has to live. And that is correct. Farm Boy uh, does have some pricey stuff, but I do find what they have better. Their produce tends to be cheaper than Loblaws, and Farm Boy is uh, part of the Empire Group of Companies, which is effectively Sobeys. They bought them out a few years ago. Uh, Farm Boy can be a little bit more expensive, but they do have better produce at better prices. And if you do A to B comparisons, in many cases, they are lesser, uh, less expensive. However, that being said, uh, some of the other items that they have can be kind of pricey. So it's it's difficult. Uh, sometimes doing groceries, I'll make three different stops at all three stores just to get what I need to. Uh, 99% of the time, I do everything locally. It's the 1% of the time where I need something specific that uh, I can get at the local Walmart to, to save, you know, 30, 40%. I'm going to do it. I mean, in the end, it's about dollars and cents. And the more dollars I have in my pocket, the more sense it makes. Oh, oh, there. How do you like that one? Was that okay? Was that good? Was that super cheesy? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, we do have that advantage too, Linda, in the Byward Market, which is about a 15-minute walk for me. And there are um, local farmers that sell their wares throughout the year. Less so in the winter, but uh, you can get uh, basically anything you need there. Uh, Produce, uh, beef, pork, chicken. You name it, they have it. There are butcher shops as well, and there used to be a couple of, uh, there was, oh, what was the name of it? There was uh, the uh, the Gourmet Kitchen. I can't remember the name of it. There was a, um, a butchery there that had uh, sold meats that nobody else in town was selling, So, and they also had some of the best cuts of beef I've ever had in my life. It closed, and it reopened as another store, and I haven't been back there in some time because it's a 15-minute walk for me, and you know, if I can get something <laughs> within 15, pretty pathetic, right? Oh my goodness. It is a sunny Monday and I am told the mercury is going to hit 16 degrees Celsius today in the nation's capital. And that is exciting because I'm looking forward to warm weather, flip-flop shorts and t-shirts. I'll be able to wear a jaunty hat again soon. Well, I actually do that now from time to time, but uh, uh, my Panama straw hat, I'll be able to wear my big fedora to keep my head covered and keep from getting burned and still looking kind of stylish because, you know, it's all about the style, isn't it? It is a beautiful, bright, sunny day out, and I don't think there is a cloud in the sky right now in Ottawa. I'll I'll jump up and, and, and take another look at it shortly, but in the meantime, um, I'm going to I should get myself another cup of coffee because I'm uh, I'm enjoying this immensely. Mm. Oh, that's good. That is some good Java on a Monday morning. I think I remembered. Oh, yay. I remembered it. Awesome. I did remember my password for my work computer. That's great. Here we are, Monday morning. Things are off to a flying start. I don't actually start work until 8 a.m., so, you know, but getting it logged in, I think, is important. I have a lot of computer gear. got to remember, it is the, the field that I work in, computers, audio, visual, technology, that sort of thing. So it keeps me quite busy, and the equipment does add up um, a lot, like a tremendous amount. So 
yeah, here we are with that thing. I'm going to grab another cup of coffee and let's see if I can get this. While I'm grabbing a coffee, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a clip. Let's just see here. I think I have it. Uh, is that it? Is that it? Uh, no, that's not it. I, I'm trying to find where I saved. Oh, I know where it is. No, oh, I know where it is. I did save a clip of the recording I made on the weekend. And because this is a solo show, I'm going to bring it up. And let's see here. Uh, did I put it there? No, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to have to go look for this because I can't remember where I saved the uh, the video project. I remember where I saved the audio. I can't find the video. Well, that's not good. That's not good at all now, is it? Oh, wait a minute. Did I save it here? Uh, no, no, no. That's not it. That's not it. Well, I've just fallen completely off the rails here, haven't I? I think I found it. Uh, I think I found it. I'll give you a clip. I'm not going to leave you the whole thing, but here's a clip from uh, Saturday afternoon. I sat down with my friend, a uh, friend of the pod, friend of Cryer Media, and occasional collaborator. Enjoy this uh, while I make myself a cup of coffee and fix my phone. Ready? Enjoy. You don't run around at night. Yeah, Katie, man, she's a good girl. She don't run around at night. Katie, man, we'll treat you right. So some behind the scenes there for you of uh, a little recording session from Saturday afternoon with my good friend Spencer Rice, my good friend, my friend Spencer Rice, a good friend of the show and the Cryer Media Network. So yeah, well, uh, I'll debut the uh, the entire thing later in the week. Uh, like I said, I, I, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it work today, but lo and behold, I did. So hey, yay me, give you a little bit of, ex a, a little bit of uh, something different. And not a national steel. Those are really expensive. Uh, they're about five grand a pop. This uh, He told me the type of guitar it was, but I'll have to come up with it again later. We'll, we'll look at it once I get the, the whole video put together. But yeah, that's a little snippet and hint at what will be to come later in the week when I have uh, time to get all the video um, properly edited with some graphics and some stuff that I'm still working on. And I'm going to tweak the sound a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had no idea Spencer was that talented of a guitar player. This man can play the blues. Um, he was playing some slide. He did some Rolling Stones, Johnny. I mean, he's a hell of a guitar player, like a hell of a guitar player uh, and a great bluesman. Like, man, oh, man, you will uh, you will see later in the week when I show this to you. But I'm going to share this screen real quick uh, with all of this kerfuffle about um, drag time story hour or whatever. So people freaking out about children being at drag shows and, and look, 
draw your own conclusion. I'm not making a judgment. I'm just going to put this on the screen. And it's uh, when you worry about children at drag shows, but you'll sexualize your daughter for prizes. And of course, these are three little girls dressed up in those uh, little beauty pageants that they have all the time, which I've always found very troubling and disturbing. So please explain to me how one is so horrible, but the other isn't, because I think they're both, well, I, I don't have a problem with the drag shows, honestly. I don't. But I think the sexualizing your daughter to win prizes, yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's just, you're creating, um, I think, a whole bunch of badness in the long run and creating trauma. And you're, you're teaching your daughter at a young age that um, if she's pretty enough and dances enough and acts cute enough, she can get whatever she wants. Wait a second. Did I just tap into something there? <laughs> yeah, trying to have a little bit of fun on a Monday morning. I do. I am dead set against those uh, beauty pageants for children. I think it's warped and bizarre. And, and look, beauty pageants in general, what, what are we doing this for in 2023? Are we still doing this, judging women on their looks? Yeah, we are, aren't we? We are. I, yeah. I did catch a clip um, recently of, of um, online as a woman who, uh, she wrote a book a few years back and I'm trying to remember her name and, and there's only a snippet of the clip where she went undercover uh, she's, as a man. So she, she's fairly tall, has short cropped hair. Uh, she's lesbian and she admitted lesbian. So she went undercover as a man for 18 months and wrote a book and, and had some surprising, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Enlightening moments uh, about what it's like to be a man in, in, in the modern day. And in the book, she discovered that she, she said, you know, the best, I think the woman's, uh, the best case scenario for a partner for a woman would be a woman in a man's body. So she tested that theory out and it turned out um, that the soft-spoken, uh, kind, caring guy uh, was put down often by women. And the mean, tough, bad boy was the one who went out on all the dates. And she talked about how she did reveal, she went out on about 30 dates over the course of this 18 months, and she, she revealed sometime in the date that she was actually, you know, doing research for a book, um, masquerading as a man. And, and she said, the moment I told them that I was a woman, they warmed right up to me. But when I was a man, they didn't want anything to do with me because I was too feminine for them or something. I don't know. Anyway, it was an interesting video clip and there is a complete story out there. And there is a book. I think the woman's name was Nora. I don't recall her full name. Uh, and somebody told me she later took her life. I don't know if that's true or not. You'd have to look into it. If I can find the clip, I'll put it up for you. But I'm going to see if I can do some research and uh, research if I can find out uh, the name of the woman and the name of the book, because I think it would be an interesting topic to have a discussion. The book was written maybe 20 years ago. So I'm like, what would it be like in 2023? You know, what would what would the takes be today versus 20 years ago? I'm curious to find out what, you know, what the thoughts are on that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not getting into this. MN, Men's Rights Association or anything like that. I have long uh, advocated for the fact that that um, men are, are largely uh, 
to blame for a lot of a lot of the problems we have in society, but at the same token, we're also the scapegoat for every damn thing, which is not really fair either. And there's a complete series on TikTok. If you look it up, you can find it where um, a woman asks a man, when you're in the darkest, deepest despair, who do you turn to? And every single response was no one. There's nobody to talk to. Every single response, and there's hundreds of them. You can find this series on TikTok if you seek it out. I can't remember what the name of the series was, but you know, you can look for it, find it. It's out there. Everything's available online if you if you put a little bit of effort into looking for it. Anyway, without um, getting too deep into the weeds on this, Nora Vincent, yes, Nora Vincent, thank you very much. See, this is wonderful having people who can contribute to the conversation while we're having it. I'm gonna look up her book, Nora Vincent. Uh, oh, she passed away in 2022 in Switzerland. And I don't know if it was, let me just see here. Let's just scroll down. She was my age. Uh, I was only a couple of months older than her. Uh, oh, died via, so maid. She chose maid actually in Switzerland. Uh, died by died via assisted suicide at a clinic in Switzerland on July 6, 2022, age 53. That's one day after my birthday. Her, her death was not reported until August. Um, well, yeah, Self-Made Man is the name of the book. From 2006, sorry, for some reason I thought it was earlier than that. Uh, interviewed by Juju Chang on ABC News Program 2020. Talked about her experience in Hard Talk, uh, extra on BBC in 2006. She described her experiences in male-male and male-female relationships. She joined an all-male bowling club, joined a men's therapy group, went to a strip club, dated women, and used her knowledge as a lapsed Catholic to visit monks in a monastery. She wrote <laughs> that the only time she has ever been considered excessively feminine was during her stint as a man. Her alter ego, Ned, was assumed to be gay on several occasions. Features which had been perceived as butch when she uh, presented as a woman were perceived as oddly effeminate when she presented as a man. Vincent asserted that since the experiment, she had more fully realized the benefits of being female and the disadvantages, as disadvantages of being male, stating, I really like being a woman. I like it more now because I think it's more of a privilege. She also stated that she had gained more sympathy and understanding for men and the male condition. Men are suffering. They have different problems than women have, but they don't have it better. They need our sympathy. They need our love. They need each other more than anything else. They need to be together. And that's what she was getting at. Um, yeah, interesting that she was a libertarian too. Uh, she was basically getting at, we need to prop each other up. Yeah, men are to blame for a lot of the ills in the world. No question, most of them. No question. It's not even up for debate. But I think if... We had the supports that we could need if we were able to get together and discuss the things that are troubling us. I think maybe we would probably take it less out on society. I'm just positing a theory. Maybe we would take it less out on society and do more good than harm if we had uh, a caring uh, safety net to prop us up and pick us up and, and hold each other up and lean on one another when we need to do so. I could be completely wrong. I don't know. I'm not that smart. 
And on that, I've got to end the show because I have to start work in eight minutes and I'm having computer issues. So I am going to bid you adieu for today. I will like to say um, once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, the Corvid uh, Moon Publishing and the Miss V Mysteries, along with CanadianTarot.com and the Peppermaster. I want to say thanks to each and every one of you for joining me this morning on this solo venture without Mr. Beaver as he is probably sleeping in today after attending the Depeche Mode concert. Well, he'll hear all about it tomorrow, I hope. I hope to hear all about it anyway. I'm eager to find out how his weekend in, in uh, Quebec City went and how the show was. Now, for those of you who are following us and want to, you can go to our coffee page right here. That's the QR code on the screen that says TNEB. That's True North Eager Beaver. You can send us a tip there if you like, because we do work for tips and we are trying to work for advertising dollars, which is why we're trying to expand our subscription base on uh, on YouTube. So if you go uh, to that little subscribe button right there, click on that or share the page if you like the show, we'd really, really appreciate that. You can find us wherever you get your fine podcasts. And of course, we do stream live Monday to Friday at 7 a.m. right here on YouTube. For that, I am out of here for today. Thanks for joining me, you guys and gals, they and them, and everyone watching, everyone listening. I hope you have a spectacular, wonderful day. If you can get out there and enjoy some sunshine, if it's warm and sunny where you are, that is, of course, I don't know, even if it's cold and sunny, you know what? Sunshine is always a good thing. It lifts your spirits and gives you vitamin D, and we all need vitamin D. All right, I'm out of here. That's it. We'll see you. Take care. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum. And the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. See you tomorrow, 7 a.m., same bad time, same bad channel. Hi, I'm Joel McLeod, co-host of the 905er podcast. The 905 is one of the most diverse and densely populated regions of Canada. Four and a half million of us live, work, and play in the area surrounding Toronto. That's more people in the 905 than actually live in Toronto. Each election, the 905 decides who forms our government at both the provincial and federal levels. So why isn't more attention being focused on us here in the 905? We're looking to change that. My co-hosts, Roland Tanner and I, tell the stories that define what we are calling the most important region in Canada. Each week, we bring to your attention news, culture, and issues that make up what it means to be a 905er. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Or you can visit us at 905er.ca to subscribe.